What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. Joining me today as we wrap up May is little brother Jace. How are you, bro? I'm doing good. It is. I know you still haven't seen it, but oh, man, I cannot wait till you watch AEW's Double or Nothing. That show was so crazy. I mean, it, the show is like a basic wrestling show right up until the main event, the stadium stampede. But that match was all of the ultimate deletions, every crazy stuff we've seen before like that, the cinematic style of wrestling. And, you know, I was just thinking, Lucha Underground, I feel like the joint was so far ahead of its time. I mean, I, I loved the first season so much I could squeeze it. And season two was also a lot of fun. And then it just got to a point where, well, are we going to be able to keep it going for another season? Who knows? Let's let's do what we can for now. But man, they had that whole let's shoot wrestling like a movie so far ahead of when it became in vogue. And they're doing some really creative things now with it. But, you know, I just got to get up to Lucha Underground for really getting the ball rolling on like this whole new change in how you present wrestling. I know you used to watch Lucha Underground with me, but what did you think about this and how these new shows or new promotions are kind of incorporating that now? Well, I mean, and like I remember watching like uh, Final Deletion, especially after, like I said, after watching Lucha Underground, it's like espe- wrestling doesn't need to be in front of. I, I know most of these contracts say they have to be live shows, but I think that was one of the smart things that. Lucha Underground did. It's like, hey, we don't have to do our thing live. We can have plenty of tape shows, so we're going to do something a little different. Even if it's just a segment, it's like, people, I mean, they're used to watching TV, and there's usually a live audience there, so you can watch a big giant Titantron or something, and be like, oh, this is really cool. Like, oh, this is some of the creativity these guys always complain they have in their head, but are never allowed to do. And then when you saw Total Deletion or something like that, you were just like, Oh, these dudes are crazy, and this is awesome. Like, think about like the first time we saw like a a, a, a Avenger Helico when he does that dive off the Angelico. top of the. Yeah, you're just like I'm just like, oh crap. I mean, it's like a I believe this dude is dead after this, and he hit the guy, but it still was just seeing that like oh, and then multiple different camera angles. You just saw it's like oh wow, this is where new age wrestling could be. So. If they, it, I mean, you now have Matt Hardy working with AEW. I'm thinking he probably said, "Oh yeah, I can." The things I came up with AEW, that I mean, uh, in TN, I'm uh, uh, Impact Wrestling. Yeah, that was just yeah. scratching the surface. I can do some more of that. I don't know if uh, JB, uh, not J, JBL, uh, Jeremy Borash. Jeremy I don't know if Jeremy <laughs> Borash is working that there. Yeah, I was like, hey, I know he's in this one, but yeah, Jeremy Borash is there, something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering what they could do. So if it's fun, I, I'm I'm gonna be there for it. Yeah, I think you will really, really enjoy it. Um Jay King, how are you, man? I'm doing well, Jim. How's everybody? Not good, man. We're just kind of shooting the breeze on all this stuff. Um, you know, we, we had all kinds of plans, but I decided to shake them up and just reinvent the wheel again today. So hey, potluck. Right, right, right. So we know that the Zack Snyder version of Justice League is coming. And since that news broke, there's been 
so much excitement from people. Comic book fans are excited. We've heard from basically the entire cast of Justice League, with the exception of Ezra Miller at this point. And they're hyped up. They're really excited. I feel like DC and Warner are trying to hedge their bets saying, well, we're not going to do anything else. This is just, uh, we're putting this out to complete the loop. But I kind of feel like if this gets a good reception, they're going to have to do more with this. Um, You know, like we said last time, Snyder isn't quite sure what format he's going to do, but he's already talked with um, Ray Porter, who was dark side in his take of Justice League. And I guess we were going to see him at some point in there. Uh, Snyder's talked a lot. He said that his original design for Steppenwolf may be included. I couldn't imagine it being worse than the version we got in Justice League. So I'm going to just assume that that's going to be a better version of Steppenwolf. And Ray Fisher is excited because apparently a lot of Cyborg's um, backstory got cut in the Whedon version. So there's a lot of excitement on this. And then Warner's chairman said, I wish the Justice League just cost us $30 million to do. I got to feel like you're investing this much into a spinoff loop. It's just not, I just don't see how that, that happens. So what do you think? Is this, are they testing the waters or is it really just what you think or what they're saying? That's it. We're done. We just wanted to, do this favor for Zach and put out $30 million for it or more than 30 million, just because everybody's curious and wants to see what happens. Um, I think somebody looked at that, 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 that rough cut and said, Oh my oh, he God, showed it. he showed better... it to a bunch of the, uh, yeah, to a bunch of execs. Yeah. Like they came in so, house and checked it out. Oh, execs like money. They they love money. So what they did was say, hey, this is a much better film than what we got as a final cut, so let's put it out. And, I mean, like we talked about it last week a little bit. It's like, look, they're going to put out, they're going to put it out because for what it's worth, content is king. People are going to watch it if you put it out. If it's a better film, that's great. The thing about it is, I think this leads way to some films that the DC universe has put out over the last couple of years that could use this treatment. I can imagine the rough cut of, uh, uh, not justice league. Um, hold on, hold on. We're going to get into that too. Okay. Okay. But I can imagine some of these other projects that they've had could have benefited from the rough cut, right? They, they, They probably left a lot of good stuff off the table. Um, that just goes to show you the cutting room floor. Sometimes you're cutting too much away from the film that makes the film an actual watchable product. I think it's a good thing. I think that the, the, it's definitely going to benefit. It's a better movie. Yes. It's going to benefit from it. It's definitely going to benefit from it. So I'm eager to see it. I, I can't wait. <clears throat> Jace, what do you think? Uh Oh, Jace. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I think the, the, and other dudes, other films can actually do, benefit no. from this? No. What do you think do you? about this Justice League deal? Is it going to be, is this literally just an act of goodwill? I mean, I just, spending more than 30 million. No, okay, okay, okay. Like a real stretch. I think they understand. It's like, 
they're they've left money on the table on that and it's just like we have good actors and actresses for these roles to just throw this whole dc connected dc universe i mean is out out the trash is just dumb so it's like hey maybe if people weren't filming that josh whedon cut maybe let's throw out the other one and especially we don't release it in theaters we don't really take any blowback but but if we can just release it and get some interest in hbo max huh and then you know buzz i mean you think about it like Hunter cut and all intents and purpose what did get released because a bunch of fans wanted it it wasn't really it was buzz that said hey we should put this out there so if you have buzz i mean like you you, you all these guys are signed for contracts let's say let's have somebody low-key write a script that goes to this next level without all this fanfare and then it's like if we had a anticipated buzz like we want, then let's get right to shooting the movie. And I think they're not going to spend $30 million just to put some sci-fi, I mean, some voice actoring. It's like, and, and just, it's like, we already had, we already hired a guy to play dark side who we cut out of the whole movie. And now the dude's finally like, yes, I was actually in justice league, but they cut my role. And it's like, you got people like that. It's like, yeah, there's something more to this movie, so let's try and see if it's worth it. And I think, I think, I actually think this is one of the smartest things DC has done in a long tail time. So I think it's a good move, and it's like 30 million is probably not a bad way to go. I'm curious how they're going to make any of this money back, though, because it's like, you know, with with the Star Wars films, how Lucas would tinker with them and. Who knows how much money he spent on that? But, I mean, he's basically doing it. And I'm sure he knew when we put these puppies out on DVD, Laserdisc, CD, Blue Ultra, they're going to make money because they're stupid Star Wars fans like me who are like, oh, cool, I'll take this new version. And he's, he'll see that money. Now, I'm not sure if they'll make $30 million back from home video sales of the Snyder Cut of Justice League. I can no, tell you, no. if it's better, I will spend that money to buy it. Listen, well, when's it coming out? When is it coming out? Next year. Oh, no. If it were now, if it were in like the next two weeks, or if it huh. were in the last Absolutely. month. Absolutely. Oh, sure. oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's say this. 30 million, you brought up so much anticipation, released some of the trailers for scenes that no one saw i'm thinking you can get let's say hbo max is 14 dollars a month yes so that means you need an additional 2 million subscribers throughout the lifespan of the project and make sure they can't watch the whole thing at least especially release it like if you give a 30-day trial make sure they can't truly unlock it Inside of that trial window. Yeah. So maybe they do it like the episodic six uh, episode kind of deal where it would take more than one month for you to see the entire vision. Or just do it. I mean, which is something I'm always intrigued why they don't do It's like they could just paywall certain episodes, like say CBS All Access. If you had a free trial, you can only watch the first two episodes of Star Trek. But once you find out for the whole thing, you could go. But it's like none of our series are you ever going to be able to binge watch 
in a day or 30 days. It's like, no. That, that is a very interesting. I don't want you to keep talking about that because it's too good an idea. Because <laughs> there are, are, are streaming things where it's like, cool, I bet I can watch all this stuff I'm interested in this uh, free period, whether that's a mm-hmm. month or whatever. Like right now, NFL.com has uh, the Game Pass where you can watch any NFL game from the last decade for free. And it's been going on for a while. And I've been breathing through the the 40. And fortunately, as a 49ers fan, the last decade basically means the Harbaugh era yeah. and this past season. So it's not taking me very long because I don't want to watch this lose to everybody. Um, but, yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. good idea. But I, I, I am very curious to see how they do this. Now, with the surge of interest, for Justice League, David Ayer, the creator of Suicide Squad, mentioned, hey, you guys may be interested, but there is also an air cut of Suicide Squad. And mine would be very easy to complete after the quote-unquote Edward Scissorhands treatment that was shown in theaters. She's probably is, right. I feel like that movie probably would be much better assuming he had a different cut for villain because I feel like that was the main problem with Suicide Squad. Like, like the whole putting the team together was cool, but the movie started getting real dicey when they had prune raisin villains who just exploded with a gunshot. And then Enchantress swirling around like she was uh, on somebody's dashboard. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Did you see watch the extended edition of Suicide Squad? I did. I did watch that. Okay. The Joker aspect was better in the extended edition. Um, I don't know how anybody else, like Diablo and some of those other characters, Boomerang, like, do they get any additional love in that extended cut? Uh, and, again, Justice League had a whole different villain. I mean, in their cut, in their theatrical cut, so... Was... Oh, no, no, no. Justice League still had Steppenwolf. It was just that Darkseid was showing up. Kind of yeah. like a teaser. Uh-huh. But, I mean, like, Enchantress and... and, and uh, the other dude, yeah, that wasn't the best, but could you get Suicide Squad from a C movie to a C plus B minus with an extended cut? Maybe. So, I think with a different villain, it could be as, as good as an A. The reason I did like it was because of the chemistry and the main stars were really good. And Viola Davis was perfect as Amanda Waller. Oh, yeah. So, Javon, you mentioned that earlier. What was your take on Suicide Squad having a director's original version, original vision cut coming possibly to HBO Max? I agree with you, Jeff. It could have been really good. I mean, I think whatever they left off the cutting room floor, as long as it wasn't ridiculous, I think that there was a lot of room for improvement with that movie. I don't think it was terrible. I just think it fell to pieces in the second act. 
Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, the baddies were, were it wasn't it was nothing memorable about that movie outside of the first half an hour, forty five minutes or so, forty minutes or so. It's mm-hmm. a lot like a lot of you know it's a lot like a lot of movies we've seen over the last few years. It's there's nothing remarkable in the second act, and you easily forget it. I think this would have really benefited from a, a, a director's cut uh, when we do see it. Um, also, here's the thing. With a movie like that, you it, it's like <laughs> too big not to fail to me. So although it wasn't a total failure in the box office, I don't believe, right? It did make money, but it wasn't the anticipated like blockbuster that they thought it would be. Am I, am I correct? Um, you know, I, I don't know what their thoughts were on, you know, what that was supposed to make, you know, because it was, mm-hmm. I mean, I when guess was they were kind of balancing like, hey, this isn't as good as a Marvel film, but right. I don't know if you should take a Suicide Squad and go, hey, it didn't make as much money as this sequel to a, a surprise Marvel hit. It made... Seven hundred and forty-six thousand worldwide, three hundred twenty-five. Worldwide? Yeah. What? You mean million, not thousand? Million? I'm I'm sorry. I'm gosh. I'm the worst at that. For the sake of God Almighty. No, I'm sorry. I'm so bad at that. Like, gosh, that that's why I'm not a kid. Yes. Seven hundred forty-six million. It was. It it wasn't too far off, I guess, from a billion. Okay. I mean, it wasn't too far from a billion, but all things considered, these days, you're damn near spending a a quarter of a billion dollars on a movie of this magnitude, right? So, you know, I wish I could tell you, because, you know, I used to go to this one site, but then IMDb decided mm -hmm. we're going to get greedy. So good luck trying to find actual information of usefulness on films anymore without paying for it. And I'm like, I'm not paying oh, for film information. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's public domain as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Just you know, I'll just act like everybody else on the internet and just speak out the side of my tail and hope <laughs> nobody else looks it up. Let's talk out of my neck and hope nobody looks yeah, it up. Yeah, you know, who the um, heck would notice, right? Right. We're all doing it. Um No, they, this movie could have really benefited from it because I felt like it was too big to fail. You had Margot Robbie, Jared Leto, Will Smith, Viola Davis. Come on now. This has to be good. What's my man's name uh, that was RoboCop, failed RoboCop reboot? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Jai yeah, Courtney, uh, Jai something or something? No, nah, not Jai. Well, Jai Courtney was in it. Um, okay, okay. You're talking about my boy from Altered Carbon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I course, felt like there was Joel Kinnaman. Many... That's him. Joel Kinnaman. There were too many yeah. actors in this movie. Yeah, too many. Too, too many, many good actors, actors you know. for it not to work. It cost one hundred seventy billion, one hundred seventy-five million. Mhm. Mhm. It, it it was too big to, to me. It was a too big to fail movie, and it still fell short. You need the director's cut of this. I I just think with DC, it's like Jesus, man. You're hitting the irons right while they're hot. You know, this movie was released what year? Fifteen, sixteen. Believe so. Um, let me check that. Go to the handy Google. It came mm-hmm. out 2016. But see, the problem was, man, DC was so 
DC slash Warner, man, it's like they came to the party when the lights were coming on. And everybody was like, best party ever. And they're like, what happened? Yeah. And then they're like, hey, we're going to the after party at Marvel Studios. And they're like, <laughs> y'all, y'all were doing comic book movies? Huh. Wait, what? Yeah. Like, I thought we had this thing on lock after Batman. No, hmm? no, sorry. Another, that was a long time ago. Yeah, dude. It's, it's just bothers me because it's because cheese i mean that was 2016 and then right after that dark knight rises i'm sorry dark knight rises wrapped up in 2015 so they were so in this Mm -hmm. we can't do another comic book movie outside of chris nolan's it was too late well dark knight rises was what 2012 no dark knight was 20 no dark knight was 2008 you're right dark knight rises was 2012 right after avengers came out where it was like thanks but um we found a new thing yeah well that's you know i was going to ask you is dc still suffering from that batman that 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 burton keaton batman hangover where they're still feeling like look, we know what we're doing. We know our formula. We're darker. We're brooding. We're like the we're the VH1 to Marvel's MTV. <laughs> For those of you who don't like... know, VH1 actually <laughs> back, back in the music on both of these channels. Yeah. Hey kids, back in the day, um, music <laughs> television actually used to play music videos. Um, I think what the problem is, people want to enjoy Superman, Batman movies. Wonder Woman and et cetera. But DC Warners was like, well, we can't do what Marvel's done because they've already gone down that path and we would just look like we're copying them if we did that. So let's go heavier on darker movies and following kind of the footsteps of Christopher Nolan's real world take on superheroes. The Mm -hmm. problem is as it was like this fork in the road when Iron Man and Dark Knight came out and people love Dark Knight. I'm not going to act like, oh, you know, doing some retroactive yeah. thing. People love Dark Knight for being very true to a Batman Joker slash Two-Face story, but they loved Iron Man for being a fun, oh, a fun who movie. knew you could make a comic book movie like this that's fun that goes, we've got a dude flying in a suit of armor. So what? And using and not being apolog- you know, not apologizing. Yeah, sorry, this is really goofy. He's got a suit of armor. Um, can you please work with this? Now they're like, listen, y'all can get on board or no, but where's how we're doing this thing? And then they kept doing it with Hulk and Iron Man too. And then they went super double down on it with Thor, and it was like, you know what, this does work. And then when Avengers just destroyed all box office expectations for a comic book film, it was like, oh, yeah. And in that time, DC was just still like, well, we're still wrapping things up with Chris. Yeah, um, we've got this Green Lantern film that we hope works. And the Green Lantern bombed. So in terms of like audience reception. So it was like, um, well we'll get back to it. So that's why all their films have this slant of darkness and we're going to go heavy on this and we can't be fun. And I think that's why people responded so well to Wonder Woman, Shazam, Mm -hmm. and Aquaman. 
because they're what not like fun? those other films. Yeah, it's like, hey, what, what they, we can they, do this. We can do the Marvel formula too. We've got good characters. Yeah. They got it. They got it right. Each one of those films, they got it right. Um, it's a shame that they can't make a good Superman movie. It's a shame that I, I just don't know what kind of Batman movie we're gonna get with Pattinson. I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna trash it before I see it. But I I don't know, man. I guess I'm biased. I still see Robert Pattinson as a 125-pound, sickly-looking pale guy uh, uh, brooding over a, a, a girl that looks like she could be his twin sister. I don't know. I, I, I don't see him as Batman. Maybe they'll change my mind. I thought Affleck was going to be a great Batman, but then he, he drank his head four sizes too big, and, you know, the rest is history. Um well, he was I, a great really Batman. They, he just happened to be drinking he was. at the same time. He just had to be drinking at the same time. And that's, alcoholism is not a laughing matter. Um, I just think that, you know, they had a real actor as Batman. And to me, you need, after Keaton, after, look, I don't count Val Kilman, George Clooney's Batman, because that, that, that was trash. After Keaton and, and, and my man, what's his name, Christian uh, Bale, you need yeah. a real actor to be Batman to me. And I feel like Pattinson could be that. Pattinson's a really mm-hmm. good actor. And I know he gets okay. that knock of, of Twilight, but he is a really, really good actor. I feel like Matt Reeves, who did the Planet of the Apes films, can put together a good Batman movie, and Pattinson can be a good Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Um, it's just whenever we're going to get to see it. I'm, I'm like most people... I've only seen him or know him from the the um, Twilight movies, yeah. so I don't know the, how great his range is as an actor. I'm I'm oh. I'm eager to see it because I'm like I said I'm not gonna trash it before I see it. I just want to see if they can pull it off. They pull it off, man. It's fantastic, fantastic. What is, what is a good actor you've seen in a bad role? A good actor I've seen in a bad role. God, Denzel in like his last fifteen movies. Uh, oh man. <laughs> I mean, like one, if, if they only got to see that one movie and base that actor on that one film, because, you know, I, I like Twilight's for what they are. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. crappy films, but I can I mean, see if you didn't like fluff. them. Yeah. It was fluff, it but it wasn't meant to be anything. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't supposed that, right. to be deeper than that. They weren't doing this deep dive into the life of vampires. Right, like, Listen, right. No, it was... Look, these are teenage fluff movies. I, you know, I understood it for what it was. Yeah. I just it right. wasn't for me, right? That that's all it was. Um, yeah. A great actor cast in a bad movie. Man, Jeff, you could pick, you could spin around and pick. It's like I think Denzel's last like seven movies haven't done him any justice. Um, How about you put Denzel like if you use Denzel from Two Guns as a as the statement on Denzel? Uh, I do you one better. Um, either, either, well, no, no, you're right. Two Guns, Two Guns wasn't terrible. It but just, it, was it was a, a mediocre movie. film for Denzel to be in, and some of that was out of time. Wahlberg acts. Yeah, it wasn't good either. At least I had yeah, all of that. Out of time. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let, let me go. All right. So let's see. We, we talked about that for a second. Gunner, welcome to the show. We've been talking about. HBO Max and the Justice League, and we were talking about David Ayer saying, "Yo, I'm gonna, I gotta cut a Suicide Squad 
that would be good too. And if y'all are interested, I can make one pronto. So we've been talking about that, just like how this could work for DC. And if these director's cuts prove successful, what it means going forward for DC films. Like, is it a matter of, hey, whoever was in charge of greenlighting the final theatrical product dropped the ball dramatically? Or these filmmakers weren't standing up for what they should have. And now they get a chance to get their vision out there. I mean, first things first, what's happening with the DC app if this stuff is coming on HBO Max 1? Two, what, uh, like, the director's cuts are going to be better, period. You know why? Because the theatrical ones were quite terrible. We've already shown, seen that with, I'm sure you guys already said it, Batman vs. Superman. Like, once you watch the actual, they act the whole thing, you were like, oh, well, why didn't they release this in the the? Oh, my gosh. I don't feel like I've ever seen a movie where I've been more, who decided to put this version we got in the theaters out over this one? I mean, You're scared. So I bet it was Warner Brothers or somebody. I bet uh, it was Warner right, Brothers or somebody. Somebody. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. They put out the Hobbit films, which were like three hours of nothing until this, the last act of the second film and the third film. And it's like people can sit through a movie if it has a story. And I don't understand exactly. why it was this crazy thing of we can't do that for Batman vs Superman. Or this like, is too dark. We can't do hour. that. Yeah. yeah, chalk up that extra half hours of plot development on characters you shouldn't have had fighting in the second film in this universe in the first place. Right. But, yeah. But, I mean, Suicide Squad, I'd be interested in... Of... I'm sorry, I mean, you think that has to do with the the the, the understandable co- competition between the Marvel Universe and trying to compete or at least say, let's make our films in the same vein and leave out some of the more storytelling elements and try to make this as fun as possible by cutting mm-hmm. some of that out. You think so? I think so, because it's second-guessing themselves. They've been doing it. Right. Suicide Squad is a great example, too. Remember the posters? There were three different posters, and they settled on that one funny-ish, mm-hmm. little bright-colored mm-hmm. one. And they Instead did the, the same dark, thing with Harley Quinn. They did the same thing with Harley Quinn, apparently. So I'm like, you know, did you know the they thing need with to stop second-guessing themselves. I would have never put out Suicide Squad this early in my movie universe that I'm just getting off the ground. Like I yep. never would have done that because you can't do Suicide Squad justice, no pun intended, right after you set up Batman versus Superman. Because you can't, I mean, you've already killed Superman. You don't need to double down and go dark. To me, that's the ideal time where you go, hey, here's Wonder Woman. Let's show why mm-hmm. she's such a beacon of hope and light and why she's important. And then, right. then you go to Justice League. And again, I never would have killed Superman. But I mean, this is like, you know, I'm not breaking any new ground with some hot takes on, hey, here's where they went wrong. But I think Suicide Squad, to me, you know, if they're looking for something, that is an ideal project to move to HBO Max as a series. Because... You can have a random squad of supervillains. I mean, Deadshot's costume is not crazy that it's like, oh, man, this is killing on our budget. Mm-hmm. Um, they shortchanged Killer Croc's stature to make him in a you know prosthetic suit. So right. he could be in there. I mean, there's no reason they couldn't just make 
an HBO Max show, Suicide Squad. Let David Ayer direct, you know, five or six episodes of that and keep it going. Because I feel like that is something where you do that. It takes advantage of your Max HBO thing. And you do justice to the Suicide Squad as opposed to let's try to cram in a movie on these guys who you've never seen before. And let's throw in Joker. Let's throw in Batman. And... Let's throw in a random space villain goddess for them to fight nah, again. Because belly dancer of death. Superhero. Dude, she's terrible. This is what I'm like also going to say a, a about reading. Suicide Squad is I'm actually still not interested. Because if that's still the ending. Yeah, you know, I know. I mean, I'm that's sitting here that's like, what I was saying. If, if, if there's a different villain, that's a better movie all around. But, but I don't think there is. awful villain. Because they worked that thing up so bad. I was just like, okay, there's no way to edit. I don't know what edit would be better. Because the belly dancer of death was just such a bad freaking ending, and then you know, I don't know, whatever. Diablo was short change. I, I was like, all right, dude, like none of this is, yeah, just the whole the whole concept of Suicide Squad. And I'm sorry to compare it to the animated version. Animated DC seems to be like locked in a room with all the cool kids and the creative kids and the creative juices, and I don't know what the other people, the live action people are doing. I feel like they're, like we were saying, they're second guessing themselves based off of chasing competition, which happens literally across the board as a human being and anywhere, anywhere in your life, right? If you start focusing on people that are over here, you know what I mean? You're going to second guess yourself no matter what. I feel like DC live action has been doing that since Superman won. (laughs) You know, DC with their films, it was like after iPhone came out, if if another company were like, you know what, people seem to like this square phone, but let's right. make a circle phone, right? Because that way people won't say we're ripping off iPhone. That's exactly what it is. That's the perfect analogy. Absolutely ridiculous. And quite frankly, like you were saying, like Super Sky Squad, Suicide Squad, should have been like, if they're following the same formula, let's say Apple, Samsung carrying that. <laughs> carry that analogy further samsung you know what i mean samsung should have or correction dc should have um you had suicide squad as their phase two to introduce the rest of it you know what i mean maybe yeah. some more villains some other stuff whatever but i mean my goodness kill off superman yeah. maybe i can see that right here's why because then you can have this whole arc for reign of the superman which will be a great Justice League come out, right? I don't yeah. know. Something like that. I don't know. Dude, or dude. leave it up to Doomsday. One of the two, right? Like, I don't know. Okay. It, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Lead up to Doomsday. Get all the super people. Lead up to Doomsday because, I mean, Stephen Wolf? Enough said. Wait, what? Why? Um, lead up to Doomsday. Let that happen. Then have the whole arc of Superman come in after like Suicide Squad. Like Suicide Squad has to be built to do all these other things that Superman was doing or Batman was doing. I don't know, whatever. Like we can think of something right now in this podcast that would probably be better than what they did. A whole series of what they did. <laughs> so, I mean, we can but it just felt like in this case and going back to the subject, it just feels like Suicide Squad would I just for a director's cut, I wouldn't want to like what's the point? Like, it's still going to be annoying. You're still going to be even more annoyed that this came out earlier. You're going to be more annoyed that DC can't have any kind of cohesiveness at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? It takes a TV universe mm-hmm. to give you some cohesiveness. So, I don't know. Uh, are you? Uh, is a overarching question for Jeff. 
is is that mm-hmm. you you know is HBO Max going to save DC? All right, so HBO Max that that was a perfect segue. Uh, the content she said that Doom Patrol is going to be the only DC Universe series that is going to that streaming service. So everything else like Titans, Stargirl, um, is going to just well not in Stargirl's case but be on dc universe so i don't know about that dc universe thing because like you can get started i feel like they're gonna just die out which is fine yeah i would like to convert my money over there (laughs) yeah it's it's weird because i feel like they introduced it when people were like hey but what about that hbo max and it's like well what about about that and they'd never pumped enough into it like they were like we're going to put in some action figures and you know that piqued my interest we've never seen anything really interesting on that front i just think they never did enough with it um so they've got doom patrol and they were also working on a green lantern show which the content chief also said will be a step up from the cw shows in terms of production values I'm thinking more along the lines of Titans and Stargirl with the fight scenes and action. I think Green Lantern is a show that you could shortchange super, you know, super crazy fight scenes by just having them walk around. And then when it's time for a fight, you just spend the money. You you need to do us some cool aliens. You can't just have everybody walking around as humans slash humanoids. But right. I think it doesn't and then shapeshift when they want to. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can't just have everybody shapeshift to a black guy or something. Right. You know? I don't want to see Jon Stewart, you know, as an alien, for right. example. But we'll see. I, I just feel like DC Universe had a shot. They dropped the ball, and now it's on HBO Max. Because That's, it's not like Green yeah. Lantern is going to come to DC Universe. Which would be cool. I mean, that that would at least make some benefit to people who still have their DC Universe subscriptions. I mean, DC Universe would be great just for, like, you know how Marvel Universe has their own comic book thing, you know, app? They do have their comic book thing. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking that's what, that's all they should be at this point. Example. Even though they had the, all the old shows and cool stuff, that goes away after a while. Okay, I watched every Superboy I used to watch as a as a child. It's a very '90s show. Wonderful. I'm done with it. I will not watch it again. Bernie, my two year old son, wanted to watch Superman. You know what he did? He pulled it off of my DVD shelf, and he pulled off the four you know disc set. And I was like, okay, we'll just watch it here. You know why? Because my DC app doesn't work on my Samsung TV unless I tether it from my phone. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's so many limitations to this thing, and it's not worth having because most of us have these movies on our shelves anyway that would be purchasing DC app. That I'm sitting here like, I it's not worth it to me (laughs) anymore, Um, except for two shows, one of which is going or three shows now, but one of which is going to HBO Max. So. Mm The value of, of DC Universe should just be the comics. If they tote that up, then yeah, I'd probably still pay. Throw literally every comic you've ever had on there. In the end. <laughs> you know? So, Jace, I got something. We're going to switch off from DC. Dark Phoenix's director, Simon Kinberg, spoke about the difficulties of turning a two-part story into one film. 
Does he are want? You, are you <laughs> What'd you say? Does he want some sympathy? Like, I mean, like seriously, yeah. like you knew this before you came in. It's like you saw how the last one flopped. So why would you say, hey, we want to do Dark Phoenix? Um, dude, we gotta set that up a whole lot longer than two movies, and don't we can't use anything that was originally done in that Dark Phoenix. What was it? Uh, the X Men Part Three. We can't use any of that. We can't use any of the. Th- I mean, the theory behind it because in Days of Future Past is supposed to cancel all that out. So, what do you want from? Me? I mean, it's, it's almost like what do you? That was a no win situation, but it's also you have to be hey. I know this might be the biggest break of my career, but this can also veto my career. Well, you know, he had written a lot of the X-Men films. He'd been doing the writing for them for uh, a lot of the early one with uh, Brian Singer. Hmm? No, I was like, okay. So even if he worked in Singers, again, he should not have, I mean, anybody who was connected with the first X-Men franchise should have been nowhere near the second one. Um, I mean, you did a reboot, and you don't bring everybody back before the reboot. I said that before, and I, I mean, I will say that consistently. You needed new vision. You needed new artists on that. And it's like, Phoenix is a bigger, bigger saga. I think you did a podcast on it, a solo podcast on it, and you were just detailing exactly what Dark Phoenix entails. And it's like, this is not one movie. It's three to four movies to get the actual maximum impact of this movie. And, and even then, like, how? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you, ha- I mean, the story, like, you. I mean, you, at some point, go to the Shi'ar, it's like, X-Men haven't seen any movie to betray a galactic force, and then you're going to try and shoehorn that into a movie? Like, no. Like, <laughs> A bad call. That, so. would, that would need a series with money mm-hmm. um, because they just couldn't do it. And a movie, a trilogy of movies, I mean, at least to any justice. And that's why the best version was that cartoon series because they could spend five episodes on, hey, here's what's going on. Right. With, <laughs> and they threw in Black Tom casting. I'm like, okay, you guys have never cared about any kind of continuity with the comic book, but you're at least doing this part right. You're doing this story justice. And I thought that was the best thing they did on that show. But this movie was never going to work. The reason I brought that up was because Kenberg was kind of asked after all the, hey, Snyder cuts, the air cut. Hey, is there a Kenberg cut of Dark Phoenix? And he was like, come on. I wrote it. I wrote it originally to be two movies. I uh, appreciate the support. But I had to change up what I was doing to make it one movie. And that just didn't work. And just so you don't think that this guy is just a complete hack who just doesn't understand how to make movies, I'm going to break down his his films that he wrote. All right, so I'm going to start off with the bad because I just think that's more fun. Um, yeah. He did uh, X-Men The Last Stand. I mean, yeah. that didn't trigger you. Should. Um, then he also did X-Men Days of Future Past. Okay. I'm sorry, I should, I, I'm doing, I'm going bad and, and bad. good. All right, Fantastic Four, 2015 edition. Oh, God. Yeah. Keep this man away from everything. Good God. Then he did 
X Men Apocalypse. Not helping. <laughs> right. I, I, I know. He also I, did the screenplay for Jumper. I didn't think that was bad. It could have been better. Mr. Mrs. Smith. Could have been better. But that's his one saving grace out of everything. Uh, (laughs) No, he's he's got a big one that I saved for for last. Star Wars Rebels. He has so many co-writers on that and the source material. Okay, all right, all right, fine. Star Wars Rebels. Okay. But there are a bunch of co-writers right. on there, and there's like a Lucas. Uh, well, I mean, he was he was the creator, up. so he got it going. <laughs> uh, sir, I direct you to the sequel trilogy to show how you can mess up Star Wars. It is possible. Yeah. All right, so guys, I have a question for you. Are you familiar with the Spider-Man character Jackpot? Yes. Jay Javon? Uh, no. Not ringing a bell. Jace. Yeah, said so not enough to make a informed decision on. Okay. Well, apparently uh, Marvel or Sony is going to be doing a jackpot film. Why? Of course it's Sony. We already knew that. But why? I don't know. I think maybe because you comic book nerds don't care about jackpot enough that if she comes out and she gets a movie, I don't uh, get it. you're not going to be like, it's not like the movie, not like the comic book. Maybe uh, that's why. And that's why we're doing Morpheus or whatever his name is. Mobius. Mobius. Did that already come out? Oh. Uh, well, I mean, it was supposed to come out this year. Oh. Uh, that's something oh, that right. totally could come direct to video. And I think would work just fine and probably better than if they were in theaters that no one's going to go to. Because um, still, there's no cure. Uh, but yeah, so Jackpot's going to come along. She's Sarah Earhart, a scientist who gains superpowers after being exposed to a virus called Lot 777. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, I was just curious if anybody saw it because I was like, wow, that may be the one comic book movie I don't care about watching. Jackpot. Man, they're reaching, man. I kind of feel like if you're digging into Jackpot, you may need to start thinking about doing some team-up books or anything else. Okay, pretty much. This is, uh, what is this, Sony trying to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else who would have villains outside of their own hero uh, arcs? <laughs> Sony does it very, very, very terribly, but often. I I understand you got the Spider-Man license, but right. <laughs> this like this is like the Lacroix of Spider-Man universe. Nobody knows <laughs> because you want your core audience, a core audience, to start a movie and then they bring other people in. But something like this is like your likelihood of bringing in any kind of audience is just like, wait, well, you know, I mean, you're gonna have to go with Lonnie. Exactly. Hold on now, I I just took a, a scroll through the news feed, and you know someone is gonna be very disappointed that they're <laughs> not on the call right now. But Henry Cavill is in talks to return as Superman for Warner Brothers. Well, that's good. Go. He wasn't in talks. He's always he's never been out of contract. 
I mean, he's, he's always said, hey, I'm not out of the role. I just, I mean, we just haven't come up with the next script. It's like, he well, was, a lot of some, a lot of guys, it's like, they're basically fired saying, hey, we will never use that person. We're already looking to recast. He's never ever like, yeah, we just haven't figured out the next movie. So for him to come back, it's like, yeah, okay. Well, I, think after, I think it was after they saw the Snyder Cut, they're like, okay, there's more movie here. And there's more, there's a series of movies we need to get out and we can actually make money. So let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's not put a Robert Patterson in. We got the guy, make a good script and go. Yeah. And they would not have a problem of Henry Cavill looking small next to Robert Pattinson. Unlike the CW <laughs> universe where Black Lightning towers over Superman. Yeah, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Remember, always put Black Lightning on the other end of Superman. <laughs> right. On the far and, side. And be sure, and if it's really a, a, a big shot, let's just put uh, um, Tyler on a box and, you know, we'll CGI it out. But... Exactly. <laughs> I'm excited about that. You know, because they were, they were talking about making a Supergirl movie despite having a Supergirl show, which I thought was counter. Intuitive. I mean, but they were going to do that I'm with Flash board. too, right? But I, yeah. I wasn't on board with the Flash movie either. I, I'm just saying, more like, so with Ezra Miller. I thought that I'm, made no sense. I'm just saying they they've already had that bad idea, so of course they're going to have that bad idea with another CW. Yeah, show. but they still haven't done Jack on that Flash movie, which I think which is, is not fine, surprising or <laughs> something that's problematic for me. Still find because, it hilarious that the that the series had to reach out. No, the the series had no, to the, kind of the, reach movie out to the movie reached out to no the hey. movie reached out to the series because which Can is he that's what they, the set and he showed up for briefly and I was just like yeah, you're see, saying the movie asked for a cameo in the TV yes. show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the part that's yeah. freaking hilarious I was just like so you guys know there's a flaw here and yet. You trying to explain away your flaws by using this TV show instead of casting the right person in the first place. Got it. For cohesiveness. His casting was probably not a bad idea. It was the way they wrote the character that was the flaw. His casting was shit because we've been his cool with... Was, his <laughs> casting was I, You know, normally I'm with you on that kind of thing, Jason. He, he nah, was a be, bad fit for Barry Allen. That was a bad, blonde. bad cast. I mean, it's it's like... It's like the equivalent, it's the hair equivalent of casting a, making a white character in a comic book black. Can't change okay. blonde from brunette. Well, I think I'll, about the blonde. I'll also go with the genetics aspect. It's like blonde hair ends up going to brunette later on in life, so. Yeah, but not black. He was that old. Exactly. I mean, he just looked, he looked shady. <laughs> Like, no. Barry Allen's supposed to be a, a wholesome-looking dude. This guy looked like he would rob you and you turn your back. Like, in that scene in Batman vs. Superman while he's at the, right. you know, liquor store, diner store, or the, you know, 7-Eleven ripoff, he looks like the guy who's about to go rob the, the clerk, not the other guys. Exactly. Just looking at him as soon as he's like, what are you doing, boy? He's got my right. right. I, I actually got him under the counter just in case this guy turns around. Right. There's a line from exactly. Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood that I cannot repeat here, but it would be that on that part if he walked in. <laughs> you know the one. Yes. <laughs> Love that movie, yeah. by the way. All right. So 
Uh, Javon, what do you think about this, man? Henry Cavill's back, or basically back. DC seems like they want to get back into making money with their comic book movies again. Huh. Uh, I like the Cavill's back. I like if Affleck was back. Um, I don't know. I just felt like they got it right with, with middle-aged Batman with Affleck, but they really got it right with Cavill as, as Superman. Um, I've been waiting for them to cast Superman the right way for a long time. Uh, Brandon Ralph, the, 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 the what could have been this, uh, a goddamn disaster with uh, Nicolas Cage as, <laughs> as Superman with Tim Burton directing. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, my God. Are you saying Brandon Ralph? What's up, Jake? No, I'm sorry, Jason, go ahead. Are you saying Brandon Roth was not a good casting for Superman? Correct. He was he was just weak toast, though. Weak All right, toast. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get I got you back on this one, Jace. Go ahead. Okay. Not even we're not even going with the high looked in, in the CW show. But he actually looks exactly like Christopher Reeves. I mean, I know we've changed kind of how superheroes look, but it's like he looks like the superhero, the Christopher Reeves Superman who left for five years. Now, there's a lot of flaws with that movie. I mean, I really just watched it. A lot of flaws. Yeah, a lot of flaws. But <laughs> a lot of flaws. It's like he actually plays that role. I mean, he plays a very good continuation of Christopher Reeves. Like, Blah. he yeah, was flat. He was flat. He was flat. Now, keep in mind, me and Bernie just watched one through four. Yes, I said. What did Bernie three. say? I'm serious. Bernie was, what did Bernie say? Superman. He just loves it. <laughs> what, what did he think about the nuclear man? He thought that joint was terrible. And I'm not, this is not an exaggeration. This is not an exaggeration. He was just like, he was just looking at him like, he's bad. Yeah. Throw stuff. I, don't, I think he's talking about the acting. I don't think he's talking about. No, I think he's talking about you for making him hey. watch Superman for. No way. This dude wanted Bernie to watch it. I'm mad at him. Based, don't blame anyway, Bernie for watching Superman for. I'm actually not kidding. I was actually going to text on you guys. What you like, just said, Bernie could have his own podcast on film review right now. He really could, honestly. He was just like, "Yo, this joint <laughs> is terrible." He liked the Richard Pryor one. I found that one. I was like, "Wow, this is worse than I yeah. thought." You know, yeah, I still yeah. like Superman three. I think that I, movie's better. I used to. I used to. I, I it's like better Richard, than four. It was the Richard Pryor effect. But wow, that movie was terrible. Plot. I, I like the whole everything. dark Superman. I like Lana. That's the only good part of it. I that. like Lana. No, was sir, no sir. That, Lana uh, was good. Yeah. The butthole was pretty entertaining though. Yeah. But anyways, Brandon Ross, sorry, going back to the subject, he was flat compared to Reeves. All of yeah. Reeves. And that was the movie. All four that movies. was the directing. Hey, no, no, Brandon, no, 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 bring no. a little less? Even in the it? normal parts, I'm telling you, he was still Dude. flat. He's like, could you come off as a stalker more, please? Yeah. Um, I don't think that's how Superman <laughs> is. No, trust me. That, that's the way I want to go with this. It was hilarious. After five years, after knocking her up and not even acting like he cared she was pregnant, because you know, we have to make that work for the movie. It's like, hey, there was that joint from, um, oh man, from Planet. I never remember this. Oh, <laughs> Planet <laughs> I never miss. Yeah, dude. Um, like uh, Superman getting oh, her in his baby type. Gosh, not Planet Terror. Um, yeah. 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 Apparently, yeah, I they mean, only they smashed like years before. Anyway, whatever. So yeah, mm. you had to make, you had to cut certain parts of Superman to to make Superman 
returns work. And like right. there were so many problems with that. I, I especially if you just watched it. Like I will not hey, I will not disagree with you on plots of that movie. But and you listen to the dialogue where it's like you say he's flat, it's like that's the dialogue. A pod person. No, uh, he could have pulled it. Somebody could have pulled it. Reeves could have pulled that off. Reeves pulled oh, off Superman man. four. Look, 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 look. So, look. Let me he's a really good actor. Reeves did not. A really right good off. actor can, Superman can take a bad script and bad dialogue and make it the pop. worst script of all Supermans. Period. Right. Yeah. And the budget so came probably. Terrible movie. But, but it wasn't just a script. The movie itself was terrible. No. Okay. Yeah. The Superman four budget was like. Eighteen million dollars. It doesn't matter. But no, you're like a good actor. Lee press on nails, Jason. The bad guy had Lee press on nails. Okay. He really did. And they changed colors, and he had different nails every scene. <laughs> different nails every scene, dog. I swear to God, I was watching this the other day. The bad guy. It was hilarious. What the hell is crazy? They just threw sperm in the sun, and out came the bad guy. Wasn't sperm. Oh it was hair. It was like sir. Billy Zabka. That's what that bad guy looked like—a jacked-up Billy Zabka in a bad uh, cape and costume with Lee Pace True, I would have one hundred percent thought uh, Johnny and his crew would have been more formidable foes for Superman <laughs> than the nuclear man. <laughs> Get him, Johnny! I'm not gonna lie. Keep leg. Seen that movie in a while? It's worse than what you think. I mean, what? it's Superman Four. four? Superman Four. Yeah, Dude, I, I'm Superman trying to flying. tell you. I just watched it. It's quite terrible. However, Christopher Reeves went back. Mm-hmm. Christopher Reeves. Still pulled off Superman as Superman. That's it. So oh, Brandon Roth is just flat, and he's a flat actor still. That's just who he is. Have you ever seen the dude in Chuck? Did what? And who? Did you ever see the, the t- NBC show Chuck? Chuck. Yeah, I remember Chuck. He yeah, was I remember in, Chuck. He was in it like a like one of the last two seasons. He was actually really good. It was like it was almost like after watching, I'm like, man. His agent should be fired for not giving this <laughs> after this. It was like, well, Jace, Jace, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is that more his agent should be fired? Yes. Or was the writing for that show good? They gave him a good character where, look, this tends to happen sometimes. You'll be hard-pressed to mess this up. You, you, you have to be really terrible to mm-hmm. mess this up. Bless you it. Know, okay. mm-hmm. Let me say this. If you watch his role in Chuck, mm-hmm. and then you see him, and then you see him in Legends of Tomorrow, you're like, why didn't you stop this? Like, you should have stopped. You <laughs> play, I want to play this version of the role. Like, I, yeah, I have some range, but this is stupid. It, it was, mm. that was like his first big role, though. He wasn't going to speak up and say, I hey, I can't do that. It's like just like Christopher Reeves. Like, hey, I'm as much as a I'm I've been in stuff but I'm not gonna I'm hey I'm behind Marlon Brando and Gene Hackman in this role. Superman right, right. Yeah, not so much. I'm title I'm t- I'm I'm the lead of this. Now again I think Brandon Roth is like, hey, well you know, you, you understand it. Kevin Space is really the reason we can get you here. It's like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. It's like I'll I'll live with that. It's like I maybe I, I mean hey I expect to be growing in the role of this super stalker. You know, hmm. but they're not gonna give me that. I mean, super baby daddy. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be around. He didn't even pull that off, off though. It's just yeah. like, oh my god, no man, it was, that was that was everything associated with that film. He was he was so much better than that. I just I, I felt like the movie overall wasn't great, 
Brandon Ralph's acting didn't help it. I felt yeah. like with Cavill's movie, uh, with his Superman take, it was a it was more of a somber Superman to me, especially Superman versus Batman. They like the wheels fell off of that, but he portrayed that. He really tried to portray what Superman Clark Kent was going through internally, not just I'm Superman and let me be, you know, just justice the American way. I felt like he really took on the emotions that the character, well, well, the emotions that Clark Kent was feeling trying to, one, not reveal who he was, two, live a kind of normal life, and three, you know, battling with doing the right thing at all times. You know, he, he really captured that. He really did a good job. So that's why I'm excited to see him come back to the role, because I was like, who the hell are they going to cast to play Superman now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would have. They would have made a bad call trying to go from him. They, they would have. <laughs> just, just go with what already worked. All right, fellas, let's let's wind this bad boy down because, uh, yeah, we could keep talking about DC clearly for hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, there's there's too much foolishness going on, so I ask you guys to come up with some creative dummies of the week. Is anybody able to meet the challenge? No. <laughs> <laughs> only have only have the ones that are in front of me, so I'm sorry. Jay, not that creative today. Uh, not today. So everybody in Hollywood is 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 uh, doing doing the right things today. So I gotta let them be. Talk All right, my dummies of the week are any are everybody who asked Simon Kinberg about a Kinberg cut of Dark Phoenix because <laughs> if you see that movie, there needs to not be. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to absolutely be a cut. one version of Dark Phoenix. Yeah, it was cut, so you don't need a cut. You don't need a special director's cut. You got it right there. So yeah, that would be my choice. <laughs> oh man, all of it, all of it, all of it. All right, so uh, so maybe Wonder Woman's I coming out. In November, and I think Tenet is is Christopher Nolan's like, nah, dude, we're gonna do this thing, and we're gonna see what happens. So, so Tenet's going out in the theater. Oh come on, I'm not going to the theater. That's the one thing that I wanted to see, man. I thought I thought the I think the concept was gonna be really cool. I ain't gonna kill myself to see it. Damn. Right, right, right. I got a dummy of the week. Okay, and I can't go. necessarily call them dummies because this is this is what they do, especially during now and the business of sports being closed. They have to create sports stories. ESPN for, look, like we said last week, the last dance is the only sporting event that has mattered in the last nine weeks. It's <laughs> <Sadly>. true. <laughs> right? And it's true. Now all the, it's true. Now all the conspiracies and the conspiracy conversations like today I was watching um, and I wasn't watching a term. I always turn past to see what Stephen A. Uh, Smith and Max Kellerman are screaming about just because there's nothing to scream about right now. So I always say, what are they creating right now? What stories are they just pulling out of the sky right now? And today was the audio, alleged audio of Michael Jordan's conversation, I guess with Chuck Bailey regarding Isaiah Thomas being excluded from the dream team. And, Exactly. It's so tired of it. It was, dude, at this stage, we're talking about nearly 30 years ago. This was 30 years ago in the same conversation. First of all, Isaiah Thomas is a dick. Dick, dick, (laughs) 
Dick. Dick. Why he may be. Why he may be. He should have been on the Dream Team. He should not have been on the Dream Team because Michael Jordan wasn't the only one that was like, fuck that dude. Does nobody remember that when, when, when Isaiah Thomas? Seriously, Pippen was like, nah, V. Michael, nah, V. Bird was like, eh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm that bad that. boy image, you know, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. He wasn't going to take up for Let me say this. No one was going to fight for him to be on the team because he was a dick. And no that includes Chuck Daly. No you would think he that not. his old coach. Hey, look, this is why I say he was a dick with smegma because his own coach. His own coach. His own coach. Was like, well, that's how y'all feel. Anyways, let's go yeah, to Monte Carlo. Do y'all really think Chuck Daly wouldn't have been <laughs> replaced with a quickest if Jordan was like, I want somebody else? I was going to say, hey, we already had Mike Krzyzewski, uh Lenny Wilkes. He was like, <laughs> oh, you want to fight for him? Next. Yeah, right. Hey, not for Yeah, it would have been somebody else. Hey, that's they true, but still. They would have added Purvis Ellison before they would have added him. And Purvis would have been a better selection. Yep. <laughs> no more bullets. No, this dude was a dick. Does nobody remember when he was bullets like, great uh, time I don't want to play on the Dream Team. I don't want to play on the, not the Dream I don't want to play on the uh, All-Star game because Magic Johnson got AIDS. Magic no one remembers yeah, that yeah, anymore? Thanks. Oh, no, no. That yeah. was when, when when this all, like. When, wait, 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 wait. wait. Let's, let's, let's not act like he, he was the only person. The only guy. Yes, but he was the vocal one. He was a, one of the vocal ones. And so yeah. hey, he he was speaking on, his truth, Gunner. Oh, just nice. Just shut up. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nice. Well, that truth, along with the bad boy image, didn't get you on the dream team, and that's why you got butt hurt hey, thirty years ago. Punk ass. That's and why look, I got a lot of respect. And we got I got a lot of respect for Zeke, man. Hell of a ball player. One of the greatest point guards. One of the greatest players ever. That's that's bona fide, undeniable. But, but he can't play defense that. without punching you in the face. So thank you. Yeah, that too. So boom, you that, know? at least Charles Barkley can at least still play defense without elbowing you every day. But you he's know still what? a nice you know, I guy. That way about, normally, I felt that way about Carl Malone too. I mean, Carl Malone is we we've known what Carl yeah. Malone has done throughout his history. Carl Malone's biggest defensive tactic was elbowing you across your chops and hopefully knocking right. out one of your teeth. But at least yeah, they're so. nice. People that hey, they could play defense back then. I was gonna say that was just called defense. I mean, <laughs> it was just defense. You're right. It was just defense. That's, that's good defense. You know what I would love to see. You know what I would love to see. Forget all these thirty for thirties about heartwarming moments or, or fondly remembered eras. I want to see the thirty for thirty about Isaiah's tenure as the coach and GM of the Knicks. That is a TV <laughs> show. That should Ooh. be a reality show. Just, just go back that, to the old we, camera. What, what did Jason yeah. Hey, Jason, what was our idea for a reality show where you oh. took Isaiah and just let him run businesses into the ground? Businesses. Like Starbucks by a law firm. They stopped selling coffee and turned into a water bar. Um. <laughs> Like, you would just let Zeke take over. Like, each episode, he goes in and ruins Do the business. opposite, be a, yeah, opposite yeah, bar, boss. bar rescue. <laughs> opposite bar rescue. Yeah. Bar, screw you <laughs> up. Bar destruction. <laughs> oh, you got a successful casino? Watch what I'm about to do. All the paying, all the paying slot machines. Yeah. I'm going to put way at the back. Um, 
I'm gonna put your worst <laughs> bartenders that don't even know how to pour a tap beer on. They they're working prime time. Yeah, we're gonna really roll. You're unattractive waitresses. I want to give them a prime spot oh, too. Roulette. No, we prime spot. placing those where wheel of fortune. Just just wheel of fortune. <laughs> and I'm gonna replace your, your music Bidwiss. acts with mimes. People love mimes. Televised biz with <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Man, hey, young, we got our bad we got hearts playing in the week. back, yo. Right. <laughs> Javon, get ready, man. We're gonna do this thing. next week. We're gonna pitch our bad reality shows. With whoever. Oh, that's it. Do you just, that you know, it. I think we already won. That already. I won. think that's it. I think the show should just be. How bad could Isaiah Thomas screw up a business and pick a business? <laughs> nah, how quickly can Isaiah, he Isaiah ruins yep. everything. Isaiah ruins everything. That's what we call it. <laughs> That's the name of the show. Everybody hates Isaiah, who ruins everything. Uh, All right, fellas. We're going to wrap this bad boy enthusiasm up. theme song. Sorry. Go, sorry, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Thank y'all for rolling. Thank y'all for this ridiculous Isaiah Thomas narrative. Wow. And thank y'all out there for listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.